Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, everybody? It's the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. I am your host, Elliot Harrison, and I am somewhat pleased to be joined by at Marcus underscore Mosher. Are you doing better than me today? Uh, I'm doing much better because I, I will say uh, this is my absolute favorite day or favorite weekend of the year. We've got nice Labor Day weekend coming up. We've got college football starting this week. The NFL season happens next week. I'm excited for the weekend. Yeah, after this weekend, we're going to have a clean slate in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just can't. I can't imagine any way that this week is going to be poopy at all. It's going to be great. No, <laughs> no, I'm going to be. <laughs> I am ready to do some prep, and I'm just going to be running all over the place. You know what I mean? <laughs> Elliot's yeah. got some. Uh, Stuff he's got to take care of this weekend. So, <laughs> ah, listen, I, uh, yeah. So, I uh, <laughs> wanted to wanted to have a, a little chat. Uh, so, Marcus started write, recently writing for Pro Football Focus, and he told me the other night, "I'm talking about you like you're not here." Uh, that you were going to do an article based on what you thought the the playoff teams would be and the odds and and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. And I told you that I felt like I really had a clear indication of who the playoff teams were going to be this year, maybe more than other years. And so we wanted to do a, a quick pod on that. Since there's no football this weekend, there's really not any major news. It's just all a little minor stuff. Um, I thought it'd be interesting the week before the season to uh, predict some playoff teams. So I'm going to lay out my NFC 7 and my AFC 7. And then I'm also going to throw out a swing team f- for each conference and uh and then maybe discuss some odds with you do you um do you have a strong feeling do you feel like who you think the playoff teams are going to be are you a little more muddy than other seasons i feel fairly confident that i could get five of the seven in each conference i think just now obviously we don't know about things that are going to happen mid-season and so on and so forth i know marcus thinks matt rule is going to be fired by week three um I feel sorry for Matt Rule now because of you. I don't. Hey, He's by the way, Carolina is not Carolina is not one of my teams. Uh, not shocking at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I let's not talk about Carolina anymore until we absolutely have to. <laughs> How long I feel like we've talked about Matt? Carolina more than any other team this year outside of the Cowboys. So do you think Baker Mayfield starts the whole season? I kind of think so at this point, right? Sam Darnold's got a high ankle injury. He's going to miss at least the next six games. Uh, they've got Matt Corral on the season-ending you know, injured reserve list with a Liz Frank injury. I don't think they're going to go had back. to tell me. Yeah, I don't think they're going to go back to P.J. Walker. So, yeah, I think he does, assuming he stays healthy. Somehow I missed Matt Corral was out for the year. 
Um, not that that's like major, major news, but I don't know how I missed that. But the, uh, the Liz Frank injury is very, it's really Liz Frank is really interesting injury. It's the only really injury that has its own <laughs> like history to it. And it goes back to, uh, uh, I think a French journal, uh, general in the 1800s. So there you go. Uh, I, I disagree. That's the only now. one that has a history. Well, I mean, I guess the Achilles is named after Achilles, and I know you <laughs> love the movie Troy. Yeah, I mean, we also have the Jones fracture, which was named after this guy named Jones who broke his little pinky toe. This guy named Jones? Felix? I don't know. I kind of made that up. <laughs> were you mad? Were you mad when Orlando Bloom crawled back to oh, yeah, it was so cowardly and Troy? Yeah, so cowardly. Yeah. Stay there and uh, you, you lost. You, you lost to Achilles fair and square. But, you know, Menelaus was under there under false pretense. Well, he wasn't, but Agamemnon was. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I don't know what any of this has to do with me uh, not realizing that that Matt Corral was totally out for the year. I, no I think idea. Matt Rule's a anyway. Paris kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, Matt Rule is – we said we weren't going to talk about the Panthers, and we just <laughs> dedicated five minutes to the Panthers. So let's start in the NFC. Uh, you got the odds pulled up for I NFC – Playoff teams. All right, here's what I've got, Marcus. I'm just going to give you the spread uh, that I've got, the playoff spread. Um, I've got the Eagles winning the NFC East. You already knew that. Uh, I have in the NFC North, I've got the Packers winning. No surprise there. The South was a little bit harder for me because I think the Saints, number one, can beat the Bucs. They've proven that. Mm -hmm. uh, but also on top of that, uh, you know, the Bucs are not as strong. But there's still a lot of ifs with the Saints. And given that it's Dennis Allen's first year as their head coach, uh, although he was with the organization as defensive coordinator, I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay in the South. But I am going to pick the 49ers to overtake the Rams in the West. The Rams might be sitting a little bit fat and happy after a Super Bowl. We know about the tendonitis issue in the elbow. I know you don't think that's as big a deal as I do. Um, we know that Odell Beckham helped this team greatly last year. He's gone. Uh, they're hoping Allen Robinson can do the same. You just never know. Von Miller, not there, obviously. Uh, so I, I don't have them winning the division. In the wild card chase uh, or the wild card teams, I've got Dallas in the NFC East. I don't have a wild card team coming out of the NFC North. I've got the Saints, who I just mentioned. I really debated about winning the South. They're my other wild card team. And I have the Rams. Uh, I do not think the Cardinals are going to make it this year. I guess the other teams in question that you might think right off the bat would be the Cardinals and the Vikings. The Vikings are my swing team, and I'll talk about that in a little bit in a second. But they would be my top team to not make the postseason. I see Minnesota being either 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven with a rookie head coach, uh, but it's not going to be good enough to make the postseason. We have the same seven teams in the NFC. Now, the order's a little bit wow. different. A little different. I've got the Rams beating the 49ers in the division. Um, and I, I, I struggle with the Cowboys and Eagles. Even the betting markets still have Dallas as the favorite in the NFC East. I think it's going to be really close. It's probably going to be the difference in a game. So I'm, I'm not going to fight you too much there. But, yeah, I think those are the seven teams. If you could pick one team out of nowhere in the NFC to make the postseason, in, in my opinion, that you're picking from a pool of <clears throat> giants. So you're commanders. saying basically none of these seven teams and not the two swing teams, the Cardinals and Vikings? Yeah, I don't even consider the Cardinals. A swing. I just got one swing team. It's Minnesota. But 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 who would be your out of nowhere team? 
the Bears. Yeah, I'm thinking the Lions. Um, but here's the reason. Tough. Here's the reason for the Bears over the Lions. I the Lions roster is ten times better. There's no doubt to me that it is right. And I think Dan Campbell's a better coach than Matt Eberflus. I just think there's a chance that Justin Fields takes that like year two leap, like we saw mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson take. Right, Lamar was the MVP. We saw Josh Allen get better and better in year two. Two. We saw Herbert get better in year two. What if Justin Fields is just like a top twelve quarterback this year, and he wills him to win like eight games? I could see it. That I mean, that's fair. Uh, I, I'll say with the Lions, though. Look at the schedule that they're going to be playing. Uh, they're playing a last pay, play schedule. And you already mentioned their roster. And I think the way Campbell's going to play it, he's going to do whatever he can to win games, not necessarily throw it all over the yard or put it on his quarterback so much. So I think Chicago will try to do that. Their roster is just not as good. Like the Chicago's offensive line's not as good. They lost a whole bunch of guys in their front seven. It's just if Justin Fields becomes that quarterback, you can win a lot of games if you have a top 12 quarterback, even with a depleted roster. I am worried about their offensive line, as oh, so are you. Yep. And their defense, man, I, I, even with Eberflus there, I think they're certainly going to be a bottom 10 unit, certainly. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if they finish higher than 20, 22 or higher, I'll be shocked. I think they're going to be in that 23 to 32 range in terms of uh, you know points allowed or yards well, allowed. Again, you're saying oh. just kind of off. The, I, mean, we did, I didn't have many options. It was either picking Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, uh, Geno Smith, so I went with the guy with the most upside. I think Washington probably would have been the safest one. Uh, Arizona, I don't really consider an out of nowhere team. The, uh, the problem been, with Washington, yeah. though, is they've already got some like things that have happened recently that were you like Chase Young is going to miss the first four games going on PUP. Brian Edwards, uh, I mean that's or Brian, excuse me, Brian Robinson. It's a really bummer of a situation. He's going to miss at least the, the first four games of the season. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Already tough for them to get by, and I think they're going to have to lean a little bit on their running game, and and they're I, that doesn't look good to me. I you yeah. know obviously Antonio Gibson was a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, we'll see. I know that everyone's excited about the receiver core, but uh, you know they're going to have to run the ball a little bit. I don't think you want Carson Wentz throwing the ball forty two times a game. I just don't. Um, okay, let's go over to the AFC. And I'm going to lay them out for you again. We'll start with the division winners in each division. I've got the Chargers, Marcus winning the AFC West. Uh, in the AFC North, this was really hard, really hard. But I'm going to give a vote of confidence to Cincinnati. I think most people are going to have Cincinnati dropping back to the pack and probably being a wild card team at best. I'm going to pick them to win the division and that this wasn't a fluke. AFC South was also hard. Believe it or not, I think Jacksonville could could – give them a run the Colts and the Titans because we both talked about the Titans regressing and the Colts just haven't impressed me yet Marcus at all we should also mention the Titans lost their best pass rusher yesterday Harold Landry to an ACL injury so they're already down one of their most important defensive linemen and that really was one of the strength I mean if you if you ask me what was the strength of the Titans last year I'd say their defensive line was the strongest part of their team because remember they didn't have their best player for almost half the year or about half the year. Ryan Tannehill kind of regressed last year. They've traded A.J. Brown. Their secondary wasn't really good to begin with. Uh, Their offensive line, I think, so-so at best. Am I saying anything out of turn here? Nope. Uh, Great coaching staff, I think, for the most part. 
but their defensive line, their defensive line won that Monday night game against Buffalo by itself. Yes, they did. Um, okay. Are you picking Jacksonville so, there? I'm not. I'm going to stick with Indy. I'm just okay. saying it was really tough in that division. I could see Indy winning it at nine and eight now. I had them as a lock at 10 and seven. I don't, I don't really anymore. Uh, AFC East, I've got Buffalo winning the division. Uh, that's an easy one. Okay. So now we look at the wild cards. And if we go to the AFC West, that's what we started with. I'm picking two teams out of there as wild cards. I've got Kansas City, who I know you're still high on. And mm-hmm. I've got the Raiders making the playoffs again, albeit with a new head coach and Josh McDaniels. In the AFC North, I've got Baltimore making the wild card. And that's it. No wild card from the South. Like I said, I think nine and eight wins that division. If we dropped Minnesota into the AFC South, I think Minnesota would win that division uh, in terms Going of my away. swing team in the Going NFC. Away. Yeah. Yep. All right. And then uh, lastly, in the AFC East, I have Buffalo winning the division and I have no wild card team. Okay. So this is the, the, the conference that I struggle with the most. Here's what I would say. I To me... I think there's only two teams that are absolute locks to make the playoffs, and that's the Chiefs and Bills. Everybody else, I think you could make a good case that they're in and a good case that they're out. Um, but here's what I've got. I've got the Bills winning the division, Colts winning the AFC uh, South. I've got the Ravens winning the AFC North, and I've got the Chiefs winning the AFC West. <laughs> and then we get to the wildcard teams. This is <laughs> It gets crazy. I'm going Miami to take a wild card spot. I'm taking Pittsburgh to take a wild card spot. Oh my gosh. And I'm taking the Bengals. That's only three wild cards. I wanted you to pick like eight because you almost could. <laughs> I know that. Um, so here's, here's my logic. I think the Raiders chargers and the Broncos are all better teams than the Steelers. It's just, somebody's going to have to lose those games. And I've got a feeling they're going to end up just splitting a lot of those. And you're mm-hmm. going to get like three teams that are all nine and eight or eight and nine. And it's tough. Miami. I, I think Miami is going to be really good this year. I think they could win 10. That's games. my, yeah, that's my swing team. Yeah. That's my I, swing team. I think they could win 10 games. Their schedule's not all that difficult. And then Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's made the playoffs in each of the last two years. I think they got an upgrade at quarterback. Truly, I do. Like I, Ben Roethlisberger was so bad last season, and we talk about like the kicking game mattering, right? They've got one of the best mm-hmm. kickers in the NFL, and Chris Boswell. They're going to play some really ugly, grinded out slugfest that nobody's going to have fun watching, and they're going to win a bunch of seventeen to sixteen games. And by January, we're going to be saying, "How did the Steelers team go nine and eight and sneak into the playoffs?" I, it's and, and but I, recently, I don't know. They plucked- I don't know if there's a they're not a Super Bowl contender. Like the roster's just not good enough, but they've kind of built a roster that's good enough to sneak into the playoffs. Oh, and they just plucked a, a starter formerly of the Broncos to give TJ Watt a little bit of help. We talked about that. I thought that was a really important move. I love picking up pass rushers. I do, oh, even yeah. if they're not great pass rushers. Um, I, I think just having seven or eight guys that you can rotate. A defensive line. Again, being in Dallas in the 90s, that was a Jimmy Johnson, Dave Wanstead thing. And I'm telling you, in the league, when it, around that time, 1992, nobody was doing that, Marcus. Yep. People were playing their four down linemen over 60 plays. Can you imagine? Yep. 
they would never do that now. You know, I, not on a consistent basis. I think the Steelers are going to be basically this year's Titan or last year's Titans, just not quite as good. But that team that they just play every game is a close game. They grind out these wins. It's not pretty. But by the time you get to the playoffs and you are playing Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow, that's when they're going to struggle. But I think I can't rule them out for making the playoffs. I know running backs are not as important to you, but I think Najee Harris is really important to this team yes. more so than, than other running backs for other teams. Um, so go through your seven AFC teams one more time. I've got the bills winning their division, Colts winning their division, the Ravens winning their division, the chiefs winning their division. And then I've got the dolphins, the Steelers and the Bengals. Yeah, that's, that is a tough one. Um, the Bengals were tough for me. Like, would they win the division or not win the division? Um, I, I, as I told you, I had Miami as a swing team. I definitely take your point on the AFC West. It's kind of like when you have two sluggers in the middle of your lineup with over 40 home runs, they kind of cannibalize each other for the MVP race. So I, I kind of wonder if that's what's going to happen in the AFC West, that they're all going to do what you just said. Um, as far as Miami is concerned, I thought you would be a little surprised I didn't take New England there at least as a swing team. Um, uh, I'm kind of out on I see on them going nine game. and eight. I, I see them going nine and eight at best. I, I, I really do. I don't think nine and eight is going to be good enough to make the postseason. I think it's going to take 10 wins. And, you know, if, if Miami, Miami gives them such a hard time all the time in Miami, if Miami actually goes up to New England and they sweep that series, uh, that's, that's not good, obviously, for New England. I think that definitely means they're out. So last year, we were pretty bullish on New England. Even though they got off to a slow start, we liked them. We thought they were going to make the playoffs, and they ultimately did. They got boat mm -hmm. raced by Buffalo in the first round. Yeah. I don't like this New England team at all this year. I've actually already bet on the under eight and a half wins. I think, I think six and seven wins are very likely for this team. It's possible. Let, let's talk a little bit about the odds while you're there. Um so of the let's go back to the NFC for a moment. Start there. So I started off telling you Philadelphia, Dallas. You said that Vegas is almost indecisive on that deal. Um, the Packers in the North, I wouldn't think there there'd be any uh, issue. Is there any juice on the Saints at all in the South? So there has been uh, over the last couple of days. We've seen their odds actually shift back a little bit. They are currently plus three ten to win the NFC South. You bet $100, you win $310. And I think that has to do with some of the recent injuries. So Trevor Penning, their first-round pick at left tackle, has a significant toe injury. He's going to miss at least the first four games. Dan S. Allen made it seem like it could be several months. Um, they traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, their slot corner slash safety. And then yesterday, Marcus May, their other safety, uh, was arrested on aggravated assault. So they've had a lot of hits over the last week. Yeah, a toe injury is a big deal for a tackle. And remember the Saints uh, starting tackle from last year, really good player, ended up signing with Miami. So they, th this is not just a case where, oh, yeah, but it's a rookie. How much was that person really going to mean to the team? This was important. They needed him, yep. But 310 is pretty nice odds. It is. <laughs> no? uh, it's very good. Now, going back to Green Bay a little bit, this is one that it's very interesting. So they started a few weeks ago. They were at like minus 190 or minus 200. Basically, you have to bet $200 to win 100. 
Yep. They're down to minus 155 now to win the NFC North. They've got a lot of action on Minnesota. A lot of sharp bettors betting the, the Vikings to take over that division. So if you were betting 100 bucks, would you bet on Green Bay or New Orleans? Green Bay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, you know, I thought Marcus isn't one to take a chance. Let's let's be honest. Okay. Uh, so just, let's talk NFC West. Green Bay is going to win that division. I, I, I like Minnesota. They're a year away. Okay, let's talk NFC West. Um, okay. Right, but I was factoring in the odds. You're also not going to get much out of that no, it's either. Fine. So let's talk about the NFC West a little bit in the sense that I had San Francisco winning the division. I'm sure Vegas is not with me on that at all. Um, I would have thought the odds would have been somewhere around uh, plus 200, plus 210. Am I too high? 49ers plus 150 to win the NFC West. Wow. Wow. So how do you feel about that? I'm, I'm, are you a little surprised by that? It that makes me want to take a little the Rams bit better all the more. Yeah. I want to take the Rams right. all day right. at plus 130. Well, that's saying the same thing. I mean, if, if, in, in, in a way, because you're basically saying, no, I just don't trust them enough. Now, what if the odds for the 49ers were like plus 350? Would you take yeah, that? Yeah, at that, at that point, at, at least, um, you know, we're having a long conversation about it, me and my bookie, so, which is just oh boy. my dog. <laughs> did, you ever see, did you ever see that movie with, uh, was it called Two for the Money? What was it called? It was Matthew McConaughey and Robert De Niro. Yeah. No, not Robert De Niro. Uh, uh, gosh, come on. Scarface. Oh, Al Pacino. Oh, my gosh. Al Pacino, thank you. Uh, did you, you ever see that where they were bookies? I don't. It's or I. If I have, it was a long time ago. I mean, that seems like such a Marcus movie. Oh yeah. I mean, does. if it has Al Pacino or Robert De Niro, I'm 100 percent in. I mean that, and you know, I, I don't know. I was trying to think of a really good, really good rom com from like 2010, how, and I couldn't think of how one. to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> yeah, I know that's your all time favorite. <laughs> Failure to launch. Uh, my best friend's wedding. He probably loved that what one. A big fat Greek okay. wedding. Uh, I never saw that. Never saw oh, it's, that. It's pretty good. Okay, so uh, NFC wild cards. We had, or I had Dallas. I did not have Minnesota. That was my swing team. I had the Saints, which we already talked about, and I had the Rams. Um, in terms of you were looking at odds to win the division, what about odds to make the playoffs? Like. Yes, I got it. So for for the Cowboys, they are minus two hundred to make the playoffs. Yeah, not really great value there. Yeah, uh, if you want to be predictable, <laughs> I mean, uh, Vikings minus one fifteen, your swing team to make the playoffs. Rams minus two fifty to make the playoffs. Yeah, Saints. What are the uh, Saints? Here, this is the one I like, and this is the one I've actually bet on already. Saints plus one fifteen to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's that's the we've bet, said right? this before. That that that's the bet. All right, and then uh, we haven't updated this in a while. Just real quick, Philadelphia odds to win the division. It was uh, four to one the first time we checked. I'm sure it's much lower than that now. Yeah. So depending on the sports book, a little bit, both the Cowboys and the Eagles are sitting at plus one fifty to win the division. God, I'm telling you when I. When I first we first went over that, I said four to one for the Eagles to win the NFC East is the absolute bet you should make. Uh, and you're not getting those odds anymore. But you didn't buy me then. You don't buy me now on that. Okay, let's go to the AFC. Uh, Chargers to win the AFC West. What are we looking at? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, this is very attainable. Plus 220. Okay, I like that. I like that. I'm super, But you have the Chiefs winning the division. I do, plus you? 175, and I absolutely love those odds. Okay. Uh, in the North, I had the Bengals winning the division. You did not. You had the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's look at those two teams. Yeah, the Ravens plus 140. They are the current favorites in that division. The Bengals mm-hmm. plus 170 to win the AFC North. How do you feel about that? I, I know the Bengals play a little bit tougher schedule, but they, you know, I, I don't think they're a fluke, Marcus. I don't. Oh, I don't think they're a fluke either. It's just, it's a couple of things. That division's going to be pretty tough, right? Because I, once Deshaun Watson comes back, we think Pittsburgh's going to be at least a competitive team. It feels about right. I think the Ravens have the better team on paper, and they've got one of the best special teams units in the league. Uh, I like Baltimore at plus 140. Okay. So I take it you would take Philadelphia at plus 150 over Cincinnati at plus 170. I think I would take the Eagles to make the playoffs um, at minus 200 rather than plus 150 to win the division. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, oof. Interesting. We haven't had this deep dive of gambling talk in a I long know. time. Trying to keep it simple. What's going though? on here? What's going, what's going on here? All right, the Colts, we don't need to talk about the AFC no. South anymore. Let's switch over to the East. Everyone thinks that Buffalo is going to win the division. So if you wanted to bet on Buffalo, what are you looking at? You, you bet $100. What are you winning? Uh, not very much. I can tell you. They are minus 240 to win the division. So if you bet yeah, 100 bucks, I- you're going to win $41. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be even worse than that. Like you're going to win thirty bucks. No, it's at this now, point. They used to be a huge favorite just a few months ago. They were minus three fifty to win that division. A lot of action on the Dolphins recently. People are excited about this Dolphins team. I, you know, and I, if I could advise people, don't don't feed into the hype. And and the reason being, you've got a rookie head coach. You have a quarterback who really hasn't shown anything yet. And you have a star player that everyone's excited about. But you can't tell me that Tyree Kill did not greatly, greatly benefit fit from being in Andy Reid's system. You just don't know how that's going to play out with the Dolphins. I think there's too many unknowns here, Marcus. Mm. Mm. Yes, I know they got Armstead at left tackle. That was a, a really great Here's move what I would for them. Say. Here's what I would say. Going into the 2017 season, we were saying all the same things about the Rams, right? Hey, Seattle, that was a 10 and five or what, 10 and five, one coming off that season. They've got Russell Wilson. Uh, this is the best defense in football. And then what happened? A rookie Sean McVay took a high draft pick in Jared Goff, who played really poorly the year before, and they won the division at 11 and five. <sighs> okay, man. Okay. Legitimate not, stars not, in that I'm Miami not predicting team. It. I'm not predicting it, but Miami. Miami is in a much better place now than what the Rams were back in 2016, 2017. If Mike McDaniel can be worth a win and a half, they'll challenge for that division. Would it be fair, in your opinion, if I said there are two, because we had this conversation with the Patriots, who do you put on front of the PR guide? The two biggest stars on Miami are Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. The problem is they play a dependent position. They play wide receiver where they're dependent on a quarterback who's not even in the top half of the league. That's my problem. You know, if they're if their two biggest stars were their quarterback and a pass rusher, totally different scenario. So 
Uh, I mean, just, the two I'm biggest stars, two biggest stars for the 49ers. I mean, really last year, George Kittle and Debo Samuel, those guys were oh. depend. Those guys were dependent on their quarterback. And who was the offensive coordinator there, Elliot? Hey man, do you want to go 49ers roster versus Miami? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do that all day. Yeah, you're. Yeah, but you're going to be going off of like a lot of unknowns. I I won't believe it with Tyreek Hill until I see it. You know, I won't believe it with their running backs until I see it. And I and if Tua doesn't work out, who's Miami going to? At least San Francisco, which you don't agree with, has a backup plan. But we won't. We won't. Miami argue does that. too. Teddy Bridgewater is a fine backup. Okay, sure, he's a fine backup. <laughs> can can I right. just get you? Can I get you to bet? Dolphins minus three against the Patriots in week one. Yeah, but okay. I, I think I think you and I are also kind of discussing apples and oranges. I'm discussing Miami as a potential wildcard team. I think you're kind of talking about them as a contender. And to me, those are two different things. Sure. You know, if you're saying, hey, Teddy Bridgewater can get this team to 10 and seven in the playoffs if need be. I agree with you, but they're going to get dashed in the tournament i don't think the 49ers are going to easily get dashed in the tournament that's that's uh, kind of where my difference is my, my my thing is i don't think miami is a bad bet at plus 475 because we've buffalo plays an incredibly difficult schedule this year josh allen week to week is one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks in the league agreed it, and it's not like buffalo won 14 games last year right they think they won 11 games like that division was close up until the last few weeks of the season totally fair Totally fair. Okay, of all the wild card teams we picked in the AFC, so I had the Chargers and the Raiders, and I had the Ravens as my wild card teams. You had the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Chargers as your wild card teams. What odds do you like the best out of that group? Out of the Chargers, Raiders, just the Steelers, the just Bengals. to make the playoffs, just to make the playoffs, yep, just to make the playoffs. So, yeah. So the Raiders are plus one fifty to make the playoffs. Not bad. Uh, Bengals minus 130. I like that quite a bit. I mean, here's the big value one. It, it, it's it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're plus 350 to make the playoffs. What's the Chargers to make it? Uh, the Chargers? Just to make it. Ju- just to make it minus 200. Mm. It's hard to trust them. <laughs> Sometimes it is because they're the Chargers. That's an that's a organizational culture thing. God, I really hope Brandon Staley just dials it back a little bit. You know, I admire the guts, but wouldn't you like to see him just dial it back a little bit? No, I go the other way. Like, you're known oh, as the on. fourth down guy. Just turn it all the way up. Like, just if you're gonna if you're gonna lose out uh, and, and not be it, uh, like, and you're gonna get replaced by Sean Payton after the year, let's just let's do this thing. No regrets. Uh, Steelers back seven. How confident are you feeling? Not good. <laughs> Okay, good. good. Good talk. All right, last little topic here, and we're going to roll out of here uh, for your drive, wherever you're going. I hope, you're, uh, I hope your commute is lovely. I hope all you guys have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. But what? just one more little thing. I mentioned the swing team. I had Minnesota in the NFC and Miami in the AFC. What, what would, who are your top teams to not make the playoffs in each conference? Mm, well, I mean, for me, it would be like the Broncos and the Raiders. I, I think they're certainly in there. I don't know if you can consider the Browns, really, but it would probably That's be the three teams. You got to pick one. Broncos. Mm, okay, and NFC. Vikings. Vikings. Okay, so I, I really like think the weird NFL's images gonna... of each other, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I. 
I think the Vikings and Dolphins are are just six and one half dozen of the other. But here's the thing. I think the NFL is going to go to eight playoff teams, and I think it's going to happen in the next five years. And so I think these swing teams are going to end up being playoff teams. And I think they're going to do it because of money. Uh, the playoff games get great ratings. Wild card weekend, although it's, you know, football purists will always point to the divisional round, but wild card games still do really, really well. And people yep. get excited about them. I think with gambling becoming more legal everywhere and with also fantasy playoff formats also being something that people do like uh, that would be daily fantasy. I just think the NFL is not going to be able to resist, especially when the other major sports leagues, that being the NHL and the NBA, uh, do it. What do you think of that? Do you agree with me that that will happen in the next five years? Two-pronged question. I would have disagreed with you up until about 30 minutes ago um, when the college football playoff committee announced that they're going to a 12-game playoff or 12-team playoff uh, in two years. I think the NFL is going to look at that. They're going to see how much money they can bring in. And they're like, hey, why not? Let's just add one more team to each conference and let's do it. It's not going to change that much. We can still have you know, the same structure. We can go back to two teams on a bye in the first week or whatever. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, how would you feel about it? I hate it. I want to, I want, I want to go backwards. I want six teams in the playoffs. I'm just going to say this, man. This may be totally out there, but I think Amazon opened a door. I know it's a door you don't like. We don't need to cover that ground again. And I understand people in rural areas aren't going to have the download speed, but I, I could see them adding another game and get letting a partner like Hulu squeeze in there and pick up a wild card game in each conference. I can Am I see crazy? That. Nope, I can see that. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just something I thought about. That's why I gave the swing teams, because I think that's where we're heading. But uh, we'll see what happens with the playoff teams. I'd love to hear what you guys think, uh, if, if we're missing anybody, if there's somebody we're overlooking. I don't think there's anyone we're overlooking in the NFC, maybe the AFC. But uh, with that, we're going to rock out of here. Do you have big plans for the Labor Day weekend? Yeah, my wife and I, are. Uh, we're, we've got some, we're going to this little fall festival. I'm going to walk around, eat some cotton candy, have some fried dough. It's going to be a good time. Fried dough? Yeah. You ever, you've never had fried dough before? No, you just go up and say, yeah, I'd like fried dough. Yeah, it's great. They take dough, dip it in the deep fryer, and then they put like cinnamon sugar on it. It's great. Oh, well, if it's got cinnamon, I thought it was just the bread. Like who? No, just it's the fried dough. Oh, so you get the powdered sugar or the, the cinnamon sugar on it. It's, it's like a funnel cake. So my friend it's like a was funnel cake. Go without, you know how a funnel cake has like the holes in it? This is just the dough yeah, with yeah. the holes. It's just. <laughs> that's it got it is it ever too doughy like where they didn't quite do it enough no you have no idea if it's actually dough or a shoe or whatever <laughs> so my friend was going to go to disneyland with their friends this weekend but i don't know if you guys have heard los angeles major heat wave this week and it's been 100 degrees even on the 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 kind of low temperature side of the hill, they're expecting 110 degree weather in the valley. Um, really hot for Southern California. So she decided not to go to Disneyland. And I told her, man, you're missing out on $19.50 churros. I mean, that's, you know, are you a churro guy? Uh, I don't mind churros. Uh, it's it's not the first thing that I get when I go to like a fair or a park, but it's it's up there. Have you ever I like to, to get World like the big chicken leg. You know, you just get the whole, and you're just gnawing on that chicken leg the whole day. It's great. 
we're not talking about going to Renaissance festivals. I didn't well, I'll know. Just say they have these at like Disney World now. It's great. Oh, you want to go to get a Groupon to Medieval Times dinner and tournament? That sounds actually a lot of fun. I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, I would wear my chainmail. It'd be great. I, I worked there, so at one point in my yeah, life, get it's a topic for another topic for another pod. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, I, I think we're done here. Are we done here? We're I didn't even here. get the last we're word. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, fine. I'll give you the last word. I'm just. I'm so ready. We're. We're. <laughs> we're done. James Conner, twenty-eight to one to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Nobody in the NFL runs the ball more inside the five-yard line than Cliff Kingsbury. James Conner, a proven good goal line runner, had eighteen touchdowns last year. That's my favorite NFL futures bet. And even though they didn't use him as much there last year, as you just pointed out, Chase Edmonds is gone. You know, and Chase Edmonds took a lot of touches away from Connor last year. Um, wow, 28 to 1. 28 okay. to 1. 18 touchdowns last year, and he missed time. Mm. All right. Can we go now? Yeah. He's the host of Locked On Cowboys, and he covers the Raiders for USA Today. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter. We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much uh, for listening as always. And I hope you guys have a safe, fun holiday. We will see you next week. Take care, everybody.